Hello? Oh, hello. Uh-huh. My Am I calling friend. on the right line here? Yes, you got the right line. <laughs> oh, very good. I was just having a staring contest with Addie, and I won. Now she went and laid down. Lied oh. down. Laid down. Wait a minute. Best two out of three or no? Uh, we'll do that later. Uh, mm-hmm. Just literally walked in the door. We were out filming in the woods, a Pilates evening workout, which I thought went very well, even though we were in the woods. But nice. uh, it, was very, it was broad daylight. Very. Good. It was very... Very clean. Well, how are you, Stefan? I'm well, and you? I'm well. I mentioned that this is part two. We started speaking uh, last time about our fitness training experiences from grade school, a very young age, and we got just about into high school. So, so whoa, what was that? So this oh. is part two. <laughs> this, this is part two. Uh, if, if you want to hear the original one, part one, look back one and you could start there and then jump on to this hopefully exciting conversation we're gonna have hang on yeah let me grab my chair here i just sat down at the table okay i was doing a little some little kicks and stuff to and some deep breathing to get ready for the podcast so where did we leave off yesterday oh well cicadas but other than that uh i think we ended with Kind of football, middle school, uh, stinky uniforms, uh, puberty, uh, all wrapped up in one. We kind of left it in eighth grade. Well, that's about it. Stinky uniforms. There's really nothing else to say, is there? Yeah, you're hitting puberty. You're uh, becoming (laughs) self-aware, conscious of things. You're not necessarily working out anymore with uh, all the playing. So now you're starting to transition into actually got to figure out how to work out. And take care of your body, nutrition, all that stuff. As a kid, you don't do that stuff. That's true. Actually, I, yeah, I remember when we left off yesterday, we were talking. We just we had just started setting the table, talking about the high school weight room because uh-huh. the middle the middle school has no weight room. I maybe it does now. Everything's much more high tech now, as we talked about. Also, but we had gotten a little bit into the high school weight room, and I that's I don't even know if we'll go further than that. We'll see. But I wrote down a lot of fun. That's what's fun about talking about this, too. And, and, and then um, per, how it pertains to today, how we train today. We're both in our 40s. And how we saw training, like, back in high school. Yeah, and the one thing I, you told me to do some research. The only thing I was really curious about was the physical fitness test. Is my kids uh, don't have really any testing uh, in any of their gym classes, and when my son Brock, we gave him a jump rope, he didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so I was really curious what schools are doing right now. And uh, in 2012 and 2013, they came out and they got rid of the physical fitness test that anybody that's in their 30s or 40s probably knows about, where you had to do 40 push-ups. 10 pull-ups and a 630 mile. That was it. That was the test. They got rid of it in 2012, 2013. Wow. Did they give any reasons for doing that? Uh, they went to body composition, aerobic uh, uh, capacity, all these. So you look at it, those three things I told you determined whether you were fit or not back you know, years ago. Now it's this chart and this matrix of all these things for body type, height, it was confusing. I'm like, well, wouldn't it be easier just to say, hey, do 40 push-ups, mm-hmm. 10 pull-ups, and a 630 mile? Are mm-hmm. you in shape? So 
it seemed to be less complicated uh, when we went to school versus now. So I, that yeah. was my, that's my research. I'm reporting back. I feel like I should be wearing a hat with a feather in it or something. Very nice. You can send me the spreadsheet later. We'll go over <laughs> the, your, the graphics and everything. Actually, your wife, who's a, a CPA, she could probably put that together for you. Yeah, a lot of pie charts and flow charts. I, but that's true. It's a question I ask all the time and I meditate on is what is fitness? What is health and fitness? And Something that was demonstrated yesterday, chatting about, you know, health and fitness throughout the years is it changes all the time. Uh, I could give you a really straight answer right now what I think health and fitness is. But as we're going to talk about in high school, it was different. I think we saw a little more laser like focus on on certain aspects of what fitness was and what we wanted to do. Right, because you started to specialize with your sport. So I remember wrestling. I never was a wrestler, but much respect to everyone that has ever wrestled. Because I played that would hockey. be me. It, I was it, one of them. Yeah, I conflicted with hockey, so I never got to play. But you guys were constantly just running, just running and running, and you'd go into that room where you were wrestling, and it was like ninety-five degrees. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that worked, but yeah, uh, wrestling versus hockey workouts, like things started to get diversified into uh, different philosophies of cardio versus strength. Football was uh, all about cardio, but people now seem to assimilate, you know, football with uh, big weights. You gotta, you gotta mm-hmm. hit the big weights. Well, I was thinking uh, wrestling cause I wrestled for a couple of years and I'm not sure why I started because I too played hockey for about eight years. You played a little longer. I know you played in the high school but wrestling, what I remember is, yeah, running, running, running up and down stairs, running around the middle school. And then we would go in the mat room. I think it was in the basement of the middle school where the cafeteria was. And you would grapple. You would grapple. You would wrestle, grapple, grapple, all body weight stuff. It was exhausting. And I mean, it was great for conditioning. But looking back, we talked about this yesterday. We really didn't hydrate much. We had no kind of eating. I didn't eat a certain way. We probably went right to, I went right to wrestling practice. Once the bell sounded at three eighteen in the afternoon, you get ready, you go down and you'd start running and running and grappling all the time. And hockey too. I, hockey was more drills. I think we did a lot of drills a lot. I mean, just skating all the time, but practicing, practicing, Remember when my dad was the coach? Yes, uh, it was a, a sea of tennis balls and <laughs> that amazing, uh, what was it? Uh, did it have a name? But he made this like doll-like figure as a goalie. And it, he had oh, a, a plywood he, board that says, I like pucks here, hit me here. It was amazing. It. My dad, who was, uh, my dad was just incredible. I mean, he, he had such an imagination on him uh, about, I, I, you know, I, you know, I miss my dad for a million different reasons, but I really would love to speak with him more because we're talking about this about because he coached hockey and he coached flag football and how he did that because he was a very good coach. He was a little unorthodox, you know, for the time, too, because this is 1980s. I mean, you know, the stuff he was doing was not the norm. And he put that little it was like a facade and he drew a character, a person uh, and the whole reason he did that was because we were at a certain age where we were obsessed with flipping the puck, like flipping it up in the air. And nine out of 10 times it would flip right up into the goalie's chest or into his stomach where he was really conscious of being able to aim where you would shoot the puck and keep it on the ice. I think the pucks that stayed on the ice were much more apt to actually go in the goal, past the goalie. 
Yeah, it's if you watch it now, it's either in the corners or on the ice. It's uh, it's pretty tough to shoot a puck through a goalie these days. <laughs> yeah, because you have skin, muscle, rib cages, you know, uh, the the abdominals and the back. But I, I remember, I think some of the, yeah, I was a kid. I didn't really know, but later on, you hear a lot of the parents had a hard time with that. They didn't like that. It was different. I think uh, it was very the a lot of spectators would like when you would you know just do that wrist shot and the puck would go flying up in the air. It was kind of a rite of passage as you got older and stronger playing hockey to able to really elevate the puck like that. Yeah, it was definitely a rite of passage. I would agree with you. Um, I thought back to some of the workouts we did in, in hockey that tra- that worked well with other sports, and it all came ba- back to uh, touchdowns. I don't know why they're called touchdowns, but it would be you start at a goal line or some kind of baseline, and then you go to the blue line, you stop, mm-hmm. and then you go back to the goal line, then you go back to the red line. In football, you would do it. You would go to the 10-yard and back to the goal line. In watching YouTube, I was watching, like, football fitness workout or hockey workout. And a lot of it goes back to these just really short bursts of energy and Mm -hmm. how long you can sustain that. And then oddly enough, or not oddly enough, but uh, I found your workout. It was the fifth down. If you type in football, high school football workout, you did a football workout in 2013. Uh Uh-huh. Football conditioning workout. Oh, that's a a pretty popular one. It is funny. A couple weeks ago, I actually – it popped up. I'm like, Oh, I hadn't looked at it in a long time. So in, in some of the things that you do in there, all body weight, you don't need a million dollar weight room. You know what I mean? Like if any mm-hmm. coaches are listening to this or whatever, look at some of the comments. Some of the coaches are like, this is amazing. This totally challenged my athletes. Like you, you don't need to go to the weight room. You can, but well, do look, some I, of that I, stuff. I, That's I'm amazing. A big, you know, weight training is essential, I think, but it is a lot of times it's the missing ingredient. What I was excited about, what I always excited about is to take the power yoga and the Pilates and the cardio, kind of the Pilata that I do, and mix it together into something that athletes uh, probably have not done or seen. And that, yeah, I remember that video was a lot of different uh, high intensity interval training bursts. Yeah. And that is essential. Like you were saying, touchdowns. Those are so effective, stopping and starting. It's like a car burns more gas when it drives in the city because it's stopping and starting all the time. I just read a book called the, what is it, the One Minute Workout. It's about those short bursts of cardio and how effective they are for heart conditioning, oxygen uptake conditioning, and overall endurance and stamina also. That you don't have to spend many, many hours doing that. You can get it done in short bursts. Yeah, I mean, I always look at people when I go to this really nice club that I go to. They're on this, like, probably a $10,000 elliptical machine, and they're going so slow and, like, reading or, like, interacting with their phone. They're going so slow that they can actually use their phone. I'm like, you're not even doing anything. You know, maybe you're you're doing work on your phone, but fitness-wise, you're not doing anything. Well, in order – I say this a lot, you know, in order to – uh, it, what is it? If it doesn't uh, challenge you, it won't change you. That's kind of a broad term, but I like to say if it doesn't challenge you in an effective way, it doesn't change you in a positive way. Like if I would say go on the elliptical and do short bursts, you know, do 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off, like a Tabata, and mm-hmm. you will feel it so much more. I filmed a couple days ago. It was a Pilates cardio workout, and I did kick-throughs for 30 seconds at a time, and I still feel them. I feel them like in my breath. I feel them in my body in a good way. 
but they went in there and they did what had to be done. They, they disturbed and disrupted my body and my body was shocked into rebuilding stronger. So the next time I do kick throughs, if I stay consistent, I'll be able to do them, you know, uh, smoother, more effectively and for a longer duration of time. Well, I think one of the big uh, takeaways when I started thinking about the high school workouts or when you, when you get older to inspire you, it goes back to what you said before. You got to keep it fun. You got to play. You got to have that. The minute you're, you're looking at your cell phone or you're, you're watching a movie or something, it, 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 I don't know. I don't think you get the workout that you no, would get. No, it's tough you're to focus your, on two things like that. Right. It's really you, impossible. When you and I work out together, whether it's throwing a football or whatever, we get such a great workout, Ugh. and it's fun. That's, so I fun. Think that's the key. If you don't have that in your life where you enjoy working out, that's going to be a tough one to be fit you know, or, and stay with it because it's going to be like a diet. You're going to do it for a short period of time, and then you're going to go back to your old habits. So Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good segue. Mentioned it before. There's so much to talk about with this. I love it. It's so nutrient-dense in what we can talk about with these subjects. But let's get into the, the West Salem. This yes. is West Salem, Wisconsin. West Salem High School gym. And now this is circa 1989 to 1992. And back then, it's not there anymore, but our high school gym was in the basement. Yeah, right off the, uh, before the tunnel when you went to the uh, lunchroom. Remember yep. that? And they, and they closed that off, sadly. It took a tour uh, 10 years ago at a class reunion, and that, that, that tunnel is just not accessible anymore. Oh, really? But they oh. had everybody's picture. So if you ever went to what, high school in West Salem, uh, I think it was the, the class, your sister's class. So it was, it was several years ahead of us. They painted their, their – yeah. uh, I, I think they traced their body. And then they, <laughs> they painted it with some kind of probably lead paint. I don't know what it yeah. was, but it's still there. The paint wow. is still vibrant. And then they wrote their first name. It's so creepy to walk through there because oh, every I day you to see that every day you'd walk through there for lunch in like first grade, I think, when we went there. And it was so creepy. But yeah, so cool. Anyway, yeah, that, our weight room was in the basement, all concrete. Uh, no rubber. windows no, no windows no windows kind of like the haunted mansion at disney no windows and no doors you you would go i see it's, it's hard i you know i was thinking back to those times like okay you finish up school i'm gonna go work out and i'm thinking did i do anything before that i don't think i ate anything probably changed though i do have a memory my freshman year and i remember i was wearing gerbo jeans at school and a shirt you remember gerbo jeans were really popular they had the white little they had the uh, tag on the zipper. Yeah, on the zipper. Crotch. I used to think yeah. that the, the ladies look good in Jerbo jeans. Maybe they still do. I don't know if they make them. But freshman year, I don't know how I did this. I remember I went to the Y once with my family, and I, I, a trainer put me on all the machines. I was in junior high. He probably hated it because I was just some junior high kid who probably, you know, I wasn't going to stick with it. But I remember going down there to the weight room. It was me, maybe a couple of my friends. Maybe you were there. And there was a bunch of seniors in there. And I, I worked out shirtless. Or you're a rebel. I worked out shirtless. I've ever the big mirror in the front because I don't know if I'd ever really experienced the pump before where, you know, the you increase the blood flow into your muscles and your your muscles swell, as Arnold said, they feel like they're going they're going to explode. Of course, oh, yeah. he, com- he compares it with something else that you do. But that's uh, right. that's that's, a, for, that, that's for grownups. That's but, late night, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that well, give me a, yeah, a couple of Colorado native beers and I'll tell you all about that. But. I remember in my Jerbo jeans shirtless, like, because, like, oh, 
it's amazing. It, it like when you're in front of the mirror and you push, I'm doing it right now. You put your fingers on the inside of your bicep and you push up. That's what it looked like. I don't know if I'd ever experienced the pump before. And I was like flexing in front of the mirror. I, I can just imagine what the, uh, the upper class were thinking about this little blonde. And I was really short. I was like four foot 10, four foot 11 when I was a freshman. So, but I, I remember that. I, I remember uh, how good I felt. It was, it was a very satisfying feeling to see the pump. Yeah, my experiences in the weight room, I think I only did probably three or four core exercises. Uh, it was always bench. It bench, was always, was, bench was number one. Bench, bench and squat. Bench curls, um, pull downs, or pull ups. That was kind of, or, or, yeah, that was pretty much it. That's, that's my extent of uh, maybe some rows, but that was so complicated because we had that big universal machine that was in the middle of like a 30 by 30 room. It was a small room. And you, in order to do the, like the rowing, you had to disengage a bunch of other things. So you couldn't like jump in and out of it. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a universal machine, probably from the seventies, but we, we were talking about fitness goals and that was the goal was to do the, the aesthetic muscles, the ones that I, however the we pleasers. noticed them. Yeah. yeah the, the, the one that you think the, the ladies are going to notice maybe biceps is always a big one biceps back chest um of course legs but legs can be neglected leg you know you're wearing long you're wearing pants oh no one can see my legs but look at this i'm wearing a tank top check this out look at my shoulders i remember going around the universal machine a lot that benching and squatting i mean that that was it and at that age even with probably not very good nutrition, dehydrated, not, I didn't have any plan other than I'm going to go in there and lift. And we had a great time anyway, mm -hmm. but it was to, to add some muscle and going from nothing. And at that age, I mean, you, you can pack on muscle pretty quickly. Yeah. The, the, the actual machine, I was looking at the origin of the machine, but I saw so many of them looking through Google on images and high schools. And I think a lot of high schools actually got that machine as a part of uh, some kind of program. So they didn't even buy it. They just. Yeah. It's a beautiful acquired, machine yeah. because yeah. it does have pull. I mean, the things that I default to now, like pull-ups, I love, I have a pull-up fetish. I don't know if I did pull-ups back then. Maybe in my mind, I thought, okay, I want to do the weighted lat pull down. Cause that's weights. And I can keep adjusting those weights and I can use those numbers as a benchmark to how strong I've gotten. But then I think our sophomore or junior year, they replaced the universal and we got that orange and black uh situation that it was like a universal machine but it was it was updated a little bit okay it, it had a pec deck on it or yeah you, the pec deck was fun that yeah. was a good one it had a, it had a couple more things to it but um yeah the, the room the room stayed the same for the most part and you always had the uh the guys that rolled uh we'll call them uh mr west salem uh chad chad mr west salem you were mr west salem in 92 <laughs> he was he was the previous year, but he always rolled his shirt. Oh, the, the yeah. Shirt roll. the, rolled yeah, the, his shirt. And, I, uh, I might know, have rolled my shirt in a video a few days ago. I want to say because I was so hot. Oh, well, <laughs> no, I, 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 I had to get that in there because we, I mean, we paid, the weather we, was so hot. That's we, right. paid, we paid tribute to the uh, rolling of the jeans and the pegging of the jeans. I wanted to talk about like rolling the shirt. You just don't see too many people rolling their shirts anymore to show off the arms. No, the sleeves get in the way. Just go with a muscle shirt or a tank top. Yeah. That's the best. <laughs> but, and then once you start working out, you start swelling up, you start getting the pump. And then it's like, yeah, now the shirt fits the way it's supposed to. It was kind of loose before that. But now look at this. 
<laughs> yeah, we and uh, we always had T-shirts that you would get. Um, they had nothing to do with fitness. You either cut the sleeves off or like mm-hmm. try to make it look cool. Remember Hulk Hogan? He had that shirt and he had the uh, the rips in it. The Hulk yeah, it was, it was kind of pre-ripped because he'd always rip his shirt off. Right. Our friend Craig used to. He was a character called the Visitor. Oh, and, and he would uh, he would put like a hat on and sunglasses. He would come in shirtless, and it's kind of hard to explain. We thought it was hilarious. I don't know if I think it was fight out, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't speak. talk. Yeah, yeah he, he would talk. just make gestures. And another thing, because uh, I was thinking back also, I'm like, where did we get in high school? How did we learn how to lift weights? Where did we get the know how and the knowledge? And of course, I was the only thing I could think of was Muscle and Fitness magazine was a big one. There were some other ones out there too, like powerlifting, things like that, where all the, ball, all the bodybuilders were in. And we got this photo of Albert Beckles, who was this great bodybuilder uh, a number of years ago. And we, for some reason, we had Albert Beckles and we moved him around the weight room. Like, I'm sorry, Beckles is on the pec deck. You can't use it right now. Right, I, but I, how that much memory fun, popped up. Right, but how much fun did you have because you were with your friends? It, it became an event. You it was know, amazing. You probably could have worked out in 15 to 20 minutes and, and been exhausted, but we were in there for probably hours, you know, uh, having a great time. Trying to remember, because it, it's kind of like the Dean Martin show where he would go, there was a door, and he would open it every episode, and to be either a famous person, somebody else, the USC marching band would come through. So you never knew who was going to walk into the weight room. Uh, teachers would come in there. Uh, students, uh, we said yesterday when like the girls would come in, the ladies oh, are like, yeah. oh, then you get a little excited, especially if, if it's an upper class, if you're lower classman and, and she's an upper class um, student, then it, it gets very exciting because then all of a sudden you're, you're putting the weight up an extra 30 pounds and sucking in your stomach. <laughs> the, old, the old Caddyshack suck in stomach move. Exactly. And mm-hmm. uh, we got to talk about, because you learn a lot from these people that how they train in high school, it stays with you. But remember, I guess we'll just call him Brad. Oh yeah. We call him, uh, yeah. Br- uh, Goober Brad, his, his brother called him Goober. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, he, uh, he was obsessed with curling. Yep. Uh, that was the only thing he did was, was curls in the weight room every day, every never day. day, never took a day off. It's, and he always had weight, the weight wrong like he had five pounds on the more on the right side yeah he would favor one side and since he did it every day and he 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 always had too much weight i remember watching him i learned at a even in high school that he would jerk he'd be jerking the weight all the time oh and arching his back yeah yeah the whole thing not breathing like holding your breath and biting your tongue Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I caught him one time in the bathroom. That sounds like a horrible segue to something, but he was <laughs> doing you. he was doing pull ups on the uh, the the like the bathroom stall for men. Uh-huh. There was like a door, and he was like actually doing pull ups in there. And I'm like, man, do you ever stop? You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's when you're obsessed. When you you're like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the bathroom, but I have to rip off you know 15 pull ups first. Hey. Right. Probably really strong, though, you know, because that's all he was doing. But he was, you know, I'd love to go back in time and ask him, like, what we're talking about. Say, what, what, what are your goals, and why are you doing all this? You know, because sometimes we don't even know the answer. We do, we get so programmed, we can't stop. Yeah, and, someone probably teased him, like, oh, you have small arms. It yeah. could have been something as simple as that. Probably and his brother. Sudden, yeah, just all of a sudden, you know, for the next three years of your life, you're going to be doing curls. Yeah, he would. Curl. He was in there every day curling. Right, a baseball cap on. I remember right where he would stand 
And uh, I was I was always intrigued by that because the same thing every day. Not that I didn't do that. I used to a lot of the times do the same workouts every day. And I, you know, the the a lot of times you want to you want to cross train. You want to change it up, give your body a chance to recover, especially when you're tearing your muscle fibers. But it was a testament at that age, hitting puberty and growing like that, that your body did respond at least for a few years it did it did respond to that it didn't start pushing back too much until like around 24 25 speaking of responding so one of the wrestlers uh his name was joel he uh was using uh i think it was called russian bear or some kind of supplement from gnc and i took some of it (laughs) oh man i did because go back to it's you're after school you're gonna work out no food in my no food in my stomach right mm-hmm. take like these it was these huge horse pills that i was taking i chugged it down with some water and it was like five minutes later i was like i was so sick oh here i was, here I was thinking like oh this is really gonna do it i'm gonna become a beast and i was like uh-huh. so a sick. russian bear yeah i was like so ivan sick. drago yeah yeah those wrestlers i don't know how they do it without any food they're amazing i always give much respect to wrestlers probably boxers too in that same respect well some of the wrestlers they would come in i remember this one kid he came in the high school weight room and he's riding on the stationary bike and he's wearing one of those rubber suits yeah the rubber suits and there was a meet like in an hour and the poor kid was trying to lose a pound Oh. something like i remember he was biking really hard and sweating just a, you know a pound of, of moisture from his body so he could qualify i think for the lower weight class and uh yeah that i yeah that left an impact on me also i'm like <laughs> wow but i you know i did wrestle but i was always really small i wrestled in the smaller classes i didn't have to try <laughs> I was we had puny well so our our high school weight workout room in the late 80s and 90s had one exercise bike Yep. It, that was kind of it. We didn't have any ellipticals or treadmills or anything like that. It was just an exercise. No. Bike. And to give you an idea of what that bike was like, go into your parents' or grandparents' garage, go way in the back of all their stuff, and you'll find an exercise bike that looks like that back there. I remember it was really no bells or whistles. It just, you just sit on and ride. I don't even know if the seat was that adjustable. It was. But I but never it, went on it. I never wanted. I want to ride a bike outside. I never wanted to go in the weight room and ride a bike. Yeah, it was like a it was like a cylinder wheel, and it had like pads on the side, and you just turn this knob, and it would increase increase yep. the tension on the on the wheel. That was it. Yep. That, mm-hmm. that was like, oh wow, that uh, and it was really heavy too. I remember trying to like move it once. I'm like, that was the workout. That was a better workout than actually probably riding the bike. Like, hey, let's move this to the other side uh-huh. of the room. You know? Oh yeah, it was very heavy. And that we got to talk about the audio tracks though. So I think we had three tapes in the weight room for about four years. Yep. Well, we got to talk about, you know, the weight room had a, um, what do you call it? He was the manager of the weight room. He was the supervisor, uh, the supervisor, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Mike Meyer, real friendly guy. He was a few years older than us. Yeah. And he was so friendly. You got to be careful because he was so good at drawing you into a conversation. You'd start working out and then you start chatting with him. Then you realize, oh, I, I really want to keep talking to him, but I'm getting cold here. I got to start working out again. <laughs> and we had, the, he, I think, I don't know whose it was, but an old boom box, boom boxes. I don't know. It's like a little portable stereo with two speakers. And I remember the t- two of the tapes we had was Aerosmith Toys in the Attic. The other was uh, Van Halen 1984. Yep. And then there was one that was kind of a mix that had like Nazareth and all these other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what's that song? The Son of a Bee. 
that that son. Oh, now you're messing with the son of a gun. yeah, something like that. Yeah, well, oh, that'll remember, get you to bench more. I know. I just remember someone like uh, Chad, Mister West Salem. There, he would go in <laughs> and he would always have to have that song on when he was benching. Really? It's like, oh, he must be benching again. Yeah, it helps what. certain yeah. songs. I mean, the Van Halen '84, if Atomic Punk or Panama or Hot for Teacher, I go nuts when those songs come on. And it was That's... so loud. It was probably like a $50 boom box, but I don't know why. It was so <laughs> loud in there. Well, it's a tiny room. It's a yeah. tiny little room. It really, I mean, in my imagination, it seems larger, but usually the reality when you go, when you actually go into a room like that, like, it is really small in here. Yes. And it, the mat room was next door, so you'd go in the mat room and do things also, but the weight room was, was uh, very tiny. Well, let's uh, let's talk about how many people were probably in there. So I would probably say between five and ten. Would you say that's pretty? Yeah, accurate? probably. Yeah, probably. There was the regulars, and, and look, thinking back, I don't think I was in there all through high school. I think it was later. I went consistently later in high school, and then you know I was in track and tennis and hockey, so that would take me out of there too. But there was a summer between my junior and senior year. The summer, that summer, when I, I had a couple dumbbells and a barbell, and every night in my room at home, I think around midnight, I would work out. I would work out for like a half hour, an hour with those dumbbells. I'd probably have Car 54, the monkeys on, something like that on the TV. And then after I'd finish, I'd go right to bed and go to sleep. It was really early, you know, like two or three in the morning. I did that up just about every night through that summer. And then when I got to band camp, I remember they noticed. They noticed that I had swelled up a little bit, and that kept me going. That was very rewarding. Yeah, I never really had that experience, I guess. I I always uh, – I don't know. I just – I didn't have uh, – I didn't really get any bigger when I lifted weights. I was one of those guys. I got stronger, but I didn't You were pretty get... big, though. I mean, you were a lot taller than I was. You but, grew. But I, I was still very I didn't small. Get, I didn't get noticeably bigger when I lifted weights. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I was already pretty uh, – I don't know. I was guess I was kind of stocky, but yeah, you I, were I, you're stocky. Yeah, so you had muscles, but I I guess maybe I would have been more motivated if I'd have been like, whoa, look at that gain, you know. But uh, <laughs> I I lifted I think for the uh, camaraderie that was a big mm-hmm. part of it, and uh, it's just one of those things you do. It was a lot of fun. I I enjoyed my time in the weight room. In oh, they're be- beautiful times, and I really enjoyed working out at home too. And I I wore this like tight T shirt when I went to band camp and. And right away, like a lot of the peak girls were like, Sean, your arms. And I mean, come on. That was, I was so excited about that. Look, look at my arms. I mentioned in the last podcast, I started working out. One of the big inspirations was a girl named Becky that was in the grade below us. And I had a crush on her. She's beautiful. And if anyone's listening to this that went to school with us, I'll give you a clue of which Becky it was. She may have had a twin sister uh-huh so that was that was it we went out a few times i think we went so i so i said we saw what about bob but i i even remember driving up she lived way out in the country on the the ridge so there's another clue <laughs> and i remember driving up there it was a long drive but doing like calf exercises i was i used to wear jean shorts all the time they were longer they're down to my knees like jean shorts and a t-shirt that was my mo for a while my you know, modus opera, whatever that word is. But <laughs> uh, I was doing calf exercise. I want my calves to look good because my legs have always been thin. And I mean, that's the reason high school for, you know, fitness for me in high school was mainly muscles. I wanted toned, impressive muscles. 
Exactly. Who, I don't think well, that's changed doesn't? much. I don't think no. that's changed much. I go to the high school now when I'm home and, and the guys they're you know, they're, they're in good shape and they're doing deadlifts and squats and benching and they want the muscles too. And I'm, I always think that's great. Do it. But hopefully when the time comes, a number of years go by and, and, you know, training that hard, that consistently starts to really wear on you that you'll start to cross train a little bit more, you know, add in some new styles, some new things to enhance the weight training, but also to keep your mobility and your flexibility strong. Yeah. One of the craziest things I saw in that weight room when it got remodeled and moved upstairs was when we went home probably about five or six years ago and they had this big box and they were doing these like Box squats. Box squats. And I was like, oh, that just looks so painful. It looks so painful. I'm like, oh, how do you even start doing something like that? Could you imagine doing that in your 40s? Like, all right, we're going to start doing box squats. It's (laughs) it's tough. It's one thing to go down on the squat, but all of a sudden you're from a sitting position, pop back up. The thing was, is you can do them a lot better, but I think there was one coach in there, and he wasn't even paying attention to them. He was chatting with somebody else. So, you know, you have a lot. I remember these kids were like junior high kids and high school kids in there. So I think, you know, any I don't know what they do. No, I know they have physical therapists now or athletic trainers, which is great. Like teach the proper form. Always get the form first and respect for the movement and the breath and the form and the alignment. And then and then you can, you know, send them out. But that's the danger at that age is we're very elastic and we bounce back really fast. And there's always that theme that goes around, like no pain, no gain. And like, well, you got to be careful. Pain is different than taxing a muscle. Pain is, you know, your body's telling you, wait a minute, you got to stop this. This this isn't good. So I'm very aware of that when I train people too. I'm like, I don't want pain. A little discomfort's okay and stuff. You feel the muscles working, but pain is a red flag. I yeah, had to get and, that out there as a trainer. No, that's fine. <laughs> and, and, and just and don't do curls for 365 days in a row. 362. That's, yeah. Well, take, you're taking holidays off, are you? We got to say now, going back to Brad, the guy who did the curls every day, he's now he's a race car driver. He does very well. He's kind of a local celebrity, I hear. I think so. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't follow any of that stuff, but I've read that he's he's done well for himself. I think my mom racing. told me that. Yeah, so from – the curling monster. Now he's a, he's a race car driver. Very good. Maybe the curls had something to do with his success in racing. I don't know. And the steering wheel control. <laughs> exactly. I use steering wheel movements in a lot of my workouts. So there you go. Um, so <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's safe to say. I said my goal in high school was to build muscles. What was well? You played football. I played tennis. I, thinking back to when our tennis, we didn't really do drills. All we did was play tennis, which isn't bad because that's what you're going to be doing. That's great cardio. It is stopping and starting, working on forehands, backhands, and serves. But it was pretty laid back. We just played. We would take two hours and play, play, play matches. That was our practice. Yeah, hockey. We never worked out um, outside of the rink. No, no, that'd be yeah. unheard of. Now they, I mean, I, I know several families that their children play hockey and at the dry line training is where you do a lot of your um, cardio and your weight training. We, ne- we never did any of that. What is dry line? Is that in the dry, dry land? Dry land. Dry yes. land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically when you're not on the ice. So all our workouts for hockey were on the ice. Um, did, did they use rollerblades? 
Rollerblades didn't come out until I was probably like a sophomore or junior. I mean, they probably were invented before. Well, that, yeah, but, but we never use roller. No, I was saying now, like no, what you've right now, do they use rollerblades? No, they, they don't use rollerblades. So they actually use um, uh, stride boards. Oh, and, you have one of those. Yeah, I have a stride board. They use stride boards and a lot of uh, like synthetic ice with uh, uh, puck handling. So okay. it simulates the ice. Like you put a sheet of it in your basement and you just, you go back and forth working on your, uh, you know, your forearms, your, your stick speed and all that stuff, your coordination. Um, That's excellent. Mm -hmm. I remember when we played, now they have a covered rink in West Salem, but when we played, it was out in the open. So you're pretty much limited to playing in the winter. And even then, sometimes you'd have a warm spell or a snowstorm and you could yeah. practice or play. Yeah. There was a rink in lacrosse, Green Island, ice arena which is still there you we'd play there a lot but it was tough to actually you know find a time to schedule to use the place and also it was very expensive one of my fondest memories or best goals that i think i ever scored was when we were playing it was a really warm day in february and i had to flick the puck over the blue line because it was melted is this in it, west salem it was in west salem and it was uh <laughs> you had to because the lines because it had like paper like paper lines they weren't spray painted because it was blue, the sun was attracted to it. It would melt the line oh. first. You had to jump over the line, flick the puck, <sighs> yes. and, then, and then score. And, like, you know, and then you have the celebration, but the ice is so soft. Oh. I wiped out and like, went into the goal, too. So It was, it was a good workout epic. because yeah. the skates would sink into the ice, and you were doing double time. It's like you turn the resistance up on your skating. Yeah, so it was like skating in gravel. I don't know. It was, it was tough. But the better schools, what you were saying that they do now, the better schools back then also, they would have either covered rinks or indoor rinks, and they would play several more months a year, and that made all the difference because hockey is a very specialized sport. Football, we can go run around in winter and throw the football around. It, it, any time of the year, we could practice that. But hockey, skates, and then you put on breezers and shoulder pads and leggings and the jerseys and the helmets, a whole production. It is. And when you're young, uh, putting all that stuff together, I was always so nervous to forgetting my gear. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like tennis, like, well, where's your racket? <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. Hockey, there's just so much stuff that goes So into. much stuff. And my it's poor mom and dad had to tie my skates for me when I was like five or six or seven because you had to tighten them. It wasn't like shoes. They, they were much more difficult to tie. Right. Well, they were like plastic shells with inserts when we when we skate bower, now bower skates now you get your your uh foot uh put in like a vacuum sealed bag and it like gets molded your foot gets molded to the skate I mean, it's kind of like uh back to the future 2 when the oh, power laces yeah voom, and they vapor, tighten like that hey a little max. trivia yeah you want a little trivia i used uh, to always. spend summers out in southern california that's where i grew up also and I saw that set for Back to the Future 2. We were on the backstage tram tour. They didn't let us go exactly on it because it's the famous uh, courthouse, front, you know, courthouse square. But I saw the, the future. And they wouldn't tell us what it was, but I knew what it was because I always used to follow movies all the time. I was so passionate about that. So that's – I saw where the power laces originated. What's the – oh, I thought you were going to ask me a question. I was all – I was getting ready. You want a question? Um – what time did the lightning bolt strike the clock tower? 9.55? Oh, I don't even know. I think it's 12. Is it like 12.01 or something? Oh, is it? Never ask know. questions you don't know the answer to. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> now everyone's going to look that up. I'll look yeah. it up afterwards. I don't well, want to disrupt the, the podcast. 
No. One more thing about Back to the Future. I saw that in the drive-in in Southern California with my dad and with Chris Johnson, who we brought up, I think, a few times. And my dad was so annoyed by how wimpy the father was in the beginning, George McFly okay. with Biff. He mm-hmm. wanted to leave. And uh, I'm like, no, no, we can't leave. And even back then, I, I think I said, no, I'm sure this is part of the story because I really wanted to see the movie. It was like this huge movie. It was Michael J. Fox from Family Ties. And he really, my dad was so annoyed by the father. But then, you know, he knocks out the bully and he gets some confidence. If ten, Yeah, I just saw a photo that they, uh, they all got together recently. I don't know if it was Comic-Con or whatever, but it was Biff, Doc Brown, Marty, and... Um... Marty's mom, uh, oh, Leah, Thompson. Leah Thompson. Oh, yeah. we all had a crush on her. Mm-hmm. She's like 57, I think. She's from Montana. She's from Kalispell, Montana, I think. I, they, I, all look, they all look really good, actually. Oh, what a great cast. Just fantastic cast. Oh, all right. Well, I think we hit some good themes here, my good man. We're at 40 minutes. <laughs> if you're still listening, God bless you. Thank you for still listening. But we want to have good conversations I think it'd be tough to limit it to 20 minutes because there's so many facets to these discussions, these topics. Oh, you're yes. writing something there. Yeah, I was writing down where we were ending because you asked me that question. I'm like, eh, <laughs> I wasn't quite sure because I didn't get a chance to listen to the last podcast because uh, I was at work. Oh, okay. I apologize. By the way, I'm still learning this podcast thing. I actually published the wrong one. The one and I, I deleted that and I put the correct one on we did yesterday. But if you did happen to click on that link and it took you to a podcast that is only one second long, that was not on purpose. Oh, it wasn't cooking with Sean. All it? you heard was whoop, and that was it. <laughs> oh, it gets right to the point, doesn't he? I, I, I now understand everything about hockey and tennis. Slips. <laughs> That's a slipstream workout. But it gets right to the point. Little Kramer, you know. Uh, oh, I said, you know, I don't want to say, you know, anymore. That's one of my things. But I really want to talk about the high school weight room because that itself is its own entity. It's its own jungle down there. And so many hopes and dreams are well, I think that's put where into it start- that room. That's where your fitness, uh, I would say, your, your, your origin story kind of starts. Well, well, that's where, as you said, you actually have a definite goal. I'm going to spend mm. time in this little dank room because i want to get bigger muscles i mean the camaraderie is fantastic it's all the experience and thank god back then we didn't have cell phones so it was all of us chatting with whoever was in the room that was it that's all we cared about was whoever was in the room right there nothing else mattered it was that world right there yep no homework nothing we don't even have photos we don't have photos from that room or videos now we'd be taking photos and videos which would have been kind of neat to see but uh, I was I was glad it was uh, in the moment, just pure joy down there in the weight room. Isn't that crazy to think that we we do not have a photo or video of any of that? And now nope. you go in and people are just, you know, 100, 100 pictures of what they're eating on their plate. And we oh, sp- yeah. Well, we spent three look, to four I'm... years working out. Like how many hours would you think that is and how much sweat yeah. and effort and you have uh, no photo? That would been great if we yeah. would have had a photo of it. That would be cool. Just just headshots in my mind. When I go to the high school gym now, if it's really crowded, there's an indoor track right off of the room. So I'll I'll go play on the indoor track and I'll I'll whip out the phone and do some videos because that's nice. It's kind of a treat for me to be in a controlled environment on a flat surface. But 
you know, the more the more knowledge you have of cross training, if your equipment's not available, you want a bench, but it's not there. Well, I'll go do wall walks or push ups or you know things like that. That's a whole nother discussion. All right, we'll leave it for another time. Well, good. There's so much more to talk about, but I wrote down yogurt. I think I used to eat like three things of yogurt after I'd have basketball practice. So let's leave everybody with that thought. Yogurt. Oh, I'm writing down yogurt. But this was <laughs> Wisconsin. So like, did... you got to eat your yogurt. Yep. Got to have the dairy. Uh, As that Lee, this one guy I went to high school with about 10 years ago at this bar out in the country called Fox Hollow. He was lecturing me on why I need to quote pound my beer. And I said, well, why do I need to pound it? And he's, well, you got to pound it. I said, well, I'll, just, I'll take my time with it. <laughs> <laughs> and we shook hands on it. But it, it was fun. He's real friendly, guys. You got to pound it. I said, well, why? Well, uh, uh, show me the evidence. <laughs> I have no tolerance. If I pound it, I'm going to pass out. And he goes, you know, the, the, no fun, no fun. So, Well, that's what he was looking for. He wanted me to pass out. <laughs> that's right. I'm going to get that guy's wallet. He does theater. He must have a lot of money. <laughs> but anyway, all right, my good man. Well, thank you again, Stefan, for being on the podcast. Oh, always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And let me tell everybody, this is the, it's called Fitness Unleashed with Sean. This is our third episode. I'm going to be having a lot of diverse guests on. Stefan will definitely be a regular because I've known him since first grade. And we have so many experiences together. And also, he's uh, very technical. And so much of the stuff you've seen me do in my own brand at Sean Veek Fitness, he's been right there with me helping me out, figuring out how to make the, the impossible possible and how we can always bend the rules and be on the fringes of uh, you know, the fitness community and what we can do. So, th- uh, so it's, we'll have Stefan on quite a bit. He has a podcast channel also that you can find in the description for this one. And if you enjoyed listening to this and listening to Stefan getting water or something out of a sink right now, or I hope he's not peeing. You're not peeing, are you? No, no, no. That was my, <laughs> that was, that was my kids. Uh, they were turning on the faucet. I was okay, walking if, upstairs. If I hear screaming, I'll, we'll hang up because you, you might have to attend <laughs> to that. But uh, yeah, if, this, if you're enjoying this podcast, you can listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, Google. It's, it's available everywhere. You can subscribe. Leave comments below with your feedback. want to hear the feedback. And uh, in the about section, oh, I mentioned that you, you can click down there in the description and subscribe to Stefan's podcast, too, because he's been adding a lot of a lot of material to that as well. Yeah, mine's pretty random, but I do want to uh, challenge everyone. I just did your uh, your high school football workout. Look that up on YouTube football conditioning workout from 2013. It was like 10 minutes, and it was so hard. Well, it's a whole bunch of exercises. That... It is. It has nothing to do with football, but it's, uh, it's, it's good. Well, Very it, good. Well, thank you. It's conditioning, and I, one of my massive goals is to expose everybody. That, that, that doesn't sound right, saying <laughs> Is to uh, get people interested in, in adding into their workouts Pilates and yoga. Those two disciplines, Pilates, yoga, whether it's power yoga, any kind of yoga, and Pilates, it is a secret weapon. And you follow my workouts, you know that I'm, I'm doing that all the time. By the way, I'll put in a link to my new 30-day Pilates challenge down below also. Okay, I've said too much. You have. All right, well, thank you. I'm sorry, what? Uh, 40 push-ups, 10 pull-ups, and a 630-mile. Remember that. Yeah, go to your, your kids, if you have children, and see if they can do that. Better yet, do it with them. Exactly. Very good. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening out there. 
and we will see you next time or I'll see you next time. Take care of yourselves and thanks for listening to Fitness Unleashed with Sean. Bye-bye. Stefan. Take care. God bless.